When wine is on trial, the gossip is dishy. The judges are drunk. The verdicts are random. So random. This is True Crimes Against Wine. Hello. Welcome to another episode of True Crimes Against Wine. Sidebar. Yeah, so we've got a question for both of us today. Ooh. It's very uh, succinct and to the point. Okay, I love it. So this comes from Kate. Hey, Kate. And the question is the menu. Discuss. <laughs> so I'm assuming Kate means the movie, the, movie, the, the menu, menu yes. not just a random menu from a restaurant. And we have a PDF file of. <laughs> yeah. So the menu is a recent film came out late 2022 mm-hmm. starring Ray Fiennes, Anya Taylor-Joy, Nicholas Holt, John Leguizamo, um, a couple of other actors whose names I forget at the moment. Also, if you've not seen the movie yet, do yes. so. Yeah. Pause this. It's on yes. HBO Max. Mm-hmm. Go watch it and then come back because there will be spoilers. Yeah, for sh- for sure. Yeah. Okay. Major spoilers. So this is your chance. I know that we both saw it at different times yes. and with different people. Yes. And I, I'm excited about this question because I do feel like, like you've never worked in the service industry before, right? Not in a restaurant. Gotcha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that restaurant industry workers, especially ones that have worked in higher end mm-hmm. where you have a lot of really entitled Mm-hmm, people coming mm-hmm. in. I feel like I saw a different movie mm. than you might have seen. Okay. You know? Yeah. So the menu, to kind of like give you a plot synopsis very briefly, it's kind of a dark satire mm-hmm. of this very, very, very high-end restaurant where it's like on this little island and the group of diners have to be like ferried in by boat and it serves maybe like what a dozen customers a night and like Mm -hmm. that's it and blah 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 so it's it's poking fun obviously at like high-end food culture and like entitled rich people and customers and they're paying like twelve hundred dollars a head right and it's it's ridiculous and like things obviously go very wrong very quickly there's a lot of violence and (laughs) murder and all the sort of things you love in a film (laughs) murder suicide yeah yeah, it's it's, got it all it's a really interesting comedy thriller yeah Mm-hmm. I think it was de- like self-described as a horror movie. I wouldn't really necessarily call I it horror. I wouldn't classify it as horror because you kind of know where the story is going. Yeah. And there aren't like jump scares. You're not like afraid of a particular character. Yeah. It's, it's more of just like an impending sense of doom and right. dread. Yeah. But there's also that comedic quality Levity. to it mm-hmm. as well. Where it's not like slapstick comedy, but it's in that like dark comedy satirical vein. Yeah. Where you're not supposed to necessarily like the characters. Right. And you understand, too, that some of them represent kind of these, like, stereotypes. Mm-hmm. So Ray Fiennes plays the chef mm-hmm. in the film. He's Very like, high-end kind yeah. of stereotype of the super... Like celebrity chef. Yeah, but like very intellectual. Yes. Yeah. He has very intellectual food. Right, yeah. Not like a, a Bobby Flay kind of celebrity right. chef. Not even a Gordon Ramsay. No, 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 no. Like a very elevated, sophisticated celebrity mm-hmm. chef kind of clientele. Like even more so than like an Alton Brown sort of situation. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Very much so, yeah. And then Nicholas Holt plays the like 
foodie, foodie obsessed, super foodie, douchebag kind of character. Yeah, where he like makes that claim about how other types of artists, painters, singers, right. musicians, all of that's bullshit. Right. Chefs are the only true artists. Right. Yeah. Which is I'm like, okay, if maybe somebody said that sincerely, I could be like, okay, I kind of get what you're, I don't agree, but I get what you're yeah. saying. Whatever. Because we all know podcasting is the highest form of art there is. Podcast is definitely <laughs> the highest form of art. Yeah. And then there are other characters in the film, too, that play, like, the very rich, older couple, like, the old money couple. Mm-hmm. They're the finance bros group. Finance bros. Who were doing it for a clout. And then there's the wash-up celebrity. With his uh, assistant. assistant. Yeah. I'm going to say I've waited on all of those people. Okay. For yes. over a decade. Yes. So I really want to know what your thoughts about the movie were. Okay. Like, how did it make you feel? Who were you siding with? Of course you have to side with Anya Taylor-Joy's character. You have to side with her character. I mean, you know she's my girlfriend. Right. I know. I know you're cheating. I, well, I definitely on, side. Okay, that's the other thing is Anya Taylor-Joy <laughs> is the date of Nicholas Holt. Yes. Mm-hmm. But then it becomes apparent fairly early in. That, that she's not part of this overprivileged group of people. Yeah. yeah. So, and it turns out, of course, that his girlfriend had broken up with him. Mm-hmm. And so... She is a sex worker that he hired to yeah. come along. Yeah. And now she's sucked into this horrible situation. Yeah. Where basically the chef has gone off the rails. Yeah. So, again, spoilers. So if you haven't seen it, why didn't you listen the first time Topher told you to? Now you deserve to be spoiled. I, I repeated myself <laughs> a couple of times. He did. I made it very clear. Topher is clear about it. So the film, I think, does a really good job of exploring this class difference Mm -hmm. and it becomes very clear that like the chef and the other people who work at the restaurant are kind of enacting their revenge on these overprivileged clients who don't fully appreciate like what's going on some of them have done bad things in the past for sure Yeah. yeah And Anya Taylor-Joy's character is this person in between because, yes, she is a guest and a client at the restaurant. However, she does not come from this privileged background. So part of the the plot of the story hinges on whose side is she going to take? Yeah, because she, just due to her upbringing in class, is more of an everyman Mm -hmm. versus the other people who paid for this experience and it was a drop in the bucket for them. Right, it was like nothing, yeah. Yeah, especially like the rich couple who, yeah. it was like their 11th time yeah, and they, there. Yeah, and like they didn't even remember what they ate. They were just eating there because it was something fancy that they yeah. could afford to do. So for me personally, obviously mm-hmm. I side with Anya Taylor-Joy in one sense because she was pulled into this. She's not one of the assholes. Right. Aside from that, though, totally on the side of the kitchen staff. Like, totally 100%. I felt like I was watching all of my fantasies enacted before me. I have had so many dark fantasies as I'm trying (laughs) to like go to sleep at night while I was working the restaurants of the things I wanted to do and say to these privileged fucking assholes. Yes. So... I really love that that's your take on it. I loved the character of Elsa, who is the host. I forget the actress's name. Yeah. I'm so sorry. We'll look it up later and put it um, in our comments. Yeah, She st- was the best character. I stood up and clapped when she yeah. leaned over after telling the finance bros no. Yes. And she said, you will eat less than you want mm-hmm. and more than you deserve. That was the line from the film. Yes. And her delivery was excellent. Yeah. I think she should be nominated for awards, honestly. Mm-hmm. Because she did such an amazing job. She was job. phenomenal. Yeah, that, whole, phenomenal. that whole movie needs to be nominated for awards. Yeah. I also really loved the sommelier. Yes. <laughs> when he pours the Pinot Noir and he yeah. is giving the tasting notes. And it's something like earthy, brambly, with some lingering notes of something in regret. Yes. 
like nostalgia and regret or something yes, like that. Yeah. And I'm like, that is such the pretentious song thing. Like yes. I existed in that world yes. and it would drive me crazy because I was like, I cannot be that person. Yeah. And so I like, I cackled when he said that. But did you ever like fuck around with guests too and just kind of make it bullshit when only, you're pouring from Only them? when it was really obvious that okay. that's what they wanted. Okay. Like okay. if they were just that kind of person, that's what they came for. Mm -hmm. And then I'd be like, and I, you, you get to the point where you can clock those people from a mile sure. away. Yeah. I know before mm -hmm. I even have greeted them mm -hmm. as I'm approaching the table. All right. These people came for the show. Mm -hmm. When I was watching them film in the theater with my family and that Samalia character came out with those lines, I was like, I really want to know what Topher has to think about this. It was really fun. It was really, really fun. Oh, mm -hmm. also... One of the things that I really loved about it was, mm -hmm. even though obviously I side with the kitchen staff sure. or the restaurant staff, sure. both yeah. sides, against the classist assholes, they did such a good job of shining a light into restaurant industry issues. Yes. The sexual harassment yes. was spot on because that is rampant. You have these egotistical chefs who hold mm -hmm. a lot of power. Yeah, absolutely. And then you have these especially younger women coming mm -hmm. in who are hungry to make a name for themselves. They know that they're talented, mm -hmm. but any kind of opportunity they have is in the hands of this powerful man. Yeah. And I've been very lucky in that for the most part, mm -hmm. I've had some wonderful people to work for, mm -hmm. who I, I genuinely, I did not know about anything like that. Mm -hmm. Now, I do know that a lot of the kitchen staff tends to fuck the new hosts when they come in. You get these 21-year-old girls yeah. come in, and it's yeah. like, oh, come on. So that was really cool for mm -hmm. me to see them shine a light on that. But also, the entire mental decline Mm -hmm. of literally everyone in the kitchen staff mm -hmm. and the restaurant staff, the burnout that they all felt. The yeah. the moment when that same young woman chef mm -hmm. tells the group of women who was like complimenting her food, that would have meant the world to me two years ago. Yeah. And now she just doesn't even care. It doesn't, because, yeah. yeah mm -hmm. the, again, spoiler, the chef who shoots himself mm -hmm. because he's reached a point where he feels like he's at the top of what he can do and, and it's not what he wanted, wanted to be to at. It, right, yeah. And the thing about all of that is you guys have to realize if you've never worked the restaurant industry before, it is one of the most grueling, mm -hmm. both physically, emotionally, yep. and mentally mm -hmm. jobs that you can have. They did a study about the world's most stressful jobs. Mm -hmm. We ranked above being a neurosurgeon. Mm -hmm. I believe that, yeah. And the tragic part about that is a neurosurgeon's getting paid oodles of money. Yeah. And has a great health care plan where mm -hmm. they can afford mental health care. Right. Restaurant industry people can't. Right. We don't have health insurance. We mm -hmm. work long, grueling hours that don't pay for mental health care. Yeah. And so that's why you see so much turnover and burnout and people getting trapped even. Mm -hmm. I felt so trapped in that for a long time mm. because I was like, I've devoted a decade and a half of my life mm. to this industry. Everything that I've done for 15 years to further myself and educate myself has been industry related. Mm. Where do I go from here? Mm -hmm. Like what other marketable skills do I have? I don't mm -hmm. know how to like do spreadsheets and like work <laughs> on, you know, like I don't yeah. know what any of that means. I don't know what it means to work in an office. The film does a really good job of that too, both in highlighting the fact that they are isolated. They're on an island. They're not, they live there too. And it becomes almost this cult-like mentality that they're sucked into where there really is nothing else beyond their job and their role. And they did such a great job of bringing to life that metaphor mm -hmm. because industry people, we are our own community. We spend all of our time together. Yeah, it's insular. We go get after 
hours drinks yeah. together because everybody else is in bed. Right. We don't have the same kinds of friendships because we're working weekends. So right. while everybody else is playing, mm-hmm. we're working. So mm-hmm. it's really hard to have friends who are not industry and mm-hmm. maintain them, you mm-hmm. know? So I think they did a really good job of representing that by mm-hmm. having it be on this island. Yeah. It was clever and smart, mm-hmm. but not necessarily in your face. I feel like the only people who really picked up on it Mm -hmm. quickly Mm -hmm. would be other industry people Mm -hmm. who are like, uh, I see what you're doing here. Mm -hmm. I don't think that a lot of non-industry people would understand that that's the depth of what they were representing with that. Yeah, maybe if you've worked customer service in some capacity, you could kind of understand it. But like you're saying, the restaurant industry is so specific. Mm -hmm. In that film did a really good job of both yeah. satirizing that and the customers and kind of this approach too to like high-end dining. Yeah. As well. well, even the fact that with the washed up movie star, yeah. the reason that he was invited to come and die was because the executive <laughs> chef has like the restaurant's his entire life. Yeah. He has such little free time. Yeah. And one of the afternoons that he had free, he went and saw this movie that this guy was in and it was a waste of his afternoon. I loved how later on his assistant who's there and is also dying, Mm. she's like, well, why am I here? And he's like, what college did you go to? Mm -hmm. She's like, Brown. And Mm -hmm. he goes, any student loans? And she was like, no. And he goes, you die too. Yeah, and I feel like if you didn't pick up on that line, maybe that was like kind of lost on you. Like, oh, she's so overprivileged that she didn't have to make it. It wasn't like, oh, she got scholarships. It was like, no. Yeah. Her family had money where she was able to kind of do this job and get this education. (laughs) Which obviously is so fucking petty. Oh, of course. Of course. So fucking petty. But it was. But you get it. Yeah. You get it. So this movie is basically like its tagline should be eat the rich. Oh, for sure. And that that was kind of the point of the film. But then going to the ending and again, spoilers. Mm -hmm. I love the way that she outsmarted him in the end by appealing to his integrity as Yes, and the and the true person. love that he had originally for making mm-hmm. food that people really enjoyed eating. And it sort of was, and this sounds weird, but this movie's fucking bizarre and it puts yeah. you in some weird mental places. It does. It was, to me, a very sweet moment because she got to escape with her life, which was sure. what was important to her. Right. But she also gave him the opportunity to die happy instead of miserable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it was kind of like a sweet, like, we all knew where this was going. It was going right. to up there regardless yeah there aren't like surprises necessarily in the film Mm -hmm. but that was very meaningful as you said yeah it was kind of a happy ending in some ways yeah then with her eating the cheeseburger yeah as she's escaping yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. and i like that she she wipes her mouth with the menu. The menu. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was very, it's very poetic yes. in a like just right kind of way. I feel like there were so many metaphorical mm-hmm. themes mm-hmm. to represent all of these very heavy ideas. Mm-hmm. And it would have been so easy to make it heavy handed or cheesy or hit you over the sure. head with it. Instead, I felt like it was a film that I thought about for days afterwards and kept yeah. uncovering different layers. Yeah, I agree. A metaphor. And had a phenomenal cast, too. And oh, I think yeah. oh, they, yeah. their performances really elevated it when it could have been a little more mm-hmm. heavy-handed, like you said. Uh, Judith, um, is that her name? Yeah, oh she gosh, I the, forget her last name. She played the wife of the really rich They're yeah. in the really super rich She's couple. in uh, all of the, like, Ryan Murphy yeah. series. Phenomenal actress, and I love her. And she did mm-hmm. such a good job in that part where... She wasn't in any way a malicious person. No, not at all. But she was also super out of touch. And complacent. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
That's a great way to put it. Yeah. So yeah, I, again, I think the level of how these characters expressed themselves mm-hmm. was so brilliant. They weren't heavy-handed either. No, even, they weren't. They had some up depth and star. complexity to them. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of that character, John Leguizamo talked about in an interview that he kind of based that persona on, do you know which action star? No. Steven Seagal. I was about to say, was yeah, it Steven Seagal? Yeah, it was Steven Seagal, yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. I love that. Kind of being like a little arrogant and obviously past his prime, but still yeah. thinking like I'm the coolest thing in <laughs> So I actually have a personal connection to this movie as well. Ooh, tell us. So uh, there is, it's either, it's a documentary that's either coming out very soon okay. or is just came out but it's about the making of this movie because oh. the menu it's like the actual menu, menu of is the film, so yeah. complex and yeah. they, they were so accurate with constructing these dishes plating them mm-hmm. like all of that's real mm-hmm. so my very good friend john ben hayes who is a chef out of savannah and i used oh, to work with him okay. um, at the restaurant here in atlanta mm-hmm. one of the sweetest people in the entire world he worked about 12 hours a day mm. for eight i want to say eight weeks Mm. as the consultant that made all of those dishes and compiled, like, put the menu together. Oh, wow. And also trained the acting staff behind... Okay, who were playing the kitchen staff. How to, like, their posture. Okay. How to do their knife skills, how to plate Okay, yeah, because all that is so important in that high-end dining. So he was the main consultant for that. That's so cool. Isn't it really cool? Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm excited to watch the documentary because I know he'll have some significant airtime. Yeah. And he's, you know, there's a stereotype of chefs being really, really difficult. And Mm -hmm. that stereotype exists for a reason. Yes. Because they have... (laughs) All of the emotional, just frankly, immaturity mm-hmm. of like a really artistic soul. Yeah. While at the same time also being kind of really egotistical, mm-hmm. maniacal, mm-hmm. and most of the time mentally unstable. Let's just be real. Yeah. And John Ben Hayes is literally one of the kindest, most mm. soft spoken people ever and mm-hmm. he's so talented and I don't know how he got this opportunity but I definitely messaged him after I watched the movie mm. and was like oh my god I just saw your work and it's amazing and he like messaged me back yeah it, he's so, so cool. nice he's so so nice so awesome. it makes me feel you know I would still love the movie mm-hmm. if the person who had created all of those dishes was a typical asshole chef yeah but the fact that I know that it's such a sweet deserving person makes me love the movie he's more. also still kind of like <laughs> satirizing that yes that stereotype of the yes. over-the-top chef. And yeah. I think you mm-hmm. have to have a personality like John Ben Hayes's to be able to do it. To be able because to do of, it, yeah. yeah that self-awareness. Right, yeah. I was going to say, mm-hmm. otherwise, I don't think that anybody mm-hmm. else would really understand the joke. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. Kate, thank you for this question. Yeah. This was so fun. If you all have questions, whether it's about wine, celebrities, whatever, the crossover between mm-hmm. industry culture and celebrity culture, we love that. Yes. So, you can contact us at True Crimes Against Wine. At Gmail. Instagram. TikTok. And Facebook. That's right. And that's all. That's it. <laughs> oh, carrier pigeon. Sure. That's fine. We'll accept. Oh, cute little bird. Yeah. Okay, we'll take sweater. it. Or a little male hat. Oh my gosh. Stop. That'd be so adorable. That's a completely different side. A little satchel. <laughs> oh. Thanks. <laughs> All right. Well, we look forward to hearing from you. And until yeah. next time, cheers. Ciao. Bye. Bye. Bye.